Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Brad. You know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like Business Life Retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. Not sure I agree with that. I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey parents, Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, Kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. 
Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. If you're watching on video right now, you see that we're decked out in the NFL gear. You know, I'm rocking the jersey of one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this illustrious game, Drew Levante Breeze. New Orleans Saints. Bibbs is rocking the Baltimore Ravens jersey. Lamar, I don't know his middle name, Jackson. Just call him Lamarvelous, you know. Lamar, I'm not calling him that shit. <laughs> I'm not calling him that shit. Um, <clears throat> how you feeling, man? Tired. You and me both. It's been a hell of a, a past week. I, um, I was on the road all of last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I drove to Charleston on a Sunday, two-hour drive. Uh, my coworker spoke at a conference on Monday. I was there to support. <clears throat> I spoke Tuesday morning. Then I drove back to Columbia, two hours. Dropped off the, the clothes I had packed, picked up another pack, Went to the airport, flew to Dallas, got stuck in Dallas because my flight was delayed. Had to stay overnight, get a hotel voucher, all that good stuff. Got to the hotel late, had to get up early to catch the flight the next morning to Oklahoma City. Got to Oklahoma City, spoke immediately on Wednesday after we got there. Like I got there, had an hour to shower, get changed. Had to speak to a hostile, they weren't hostile. Had to speak to uh, a crowd of people that were being told something by Medicare that they didn't want to hear. Um, it was supposed to be an hour that we were up there. We were up there for two hours, and they still wasn't done asking questions when we had uh, at the, at the end of the two hours. Um, it could have been worse. I think Texas booed people off the stage in this situation. Uh, we did not get booed off the stage. They just kept interrupting with a bunch of questions and. Uh, I think 60% said they felt better after we spoke, but uh, 40, 30% or so said they felt worse. So uh, we were just the messengers. It is. I'll shoot the messenger. It is what it is. But it was funny because so we got to Oklahoma City like we were running crazy. I had to get the shuttle to the airport, make sure we got checked in in Texas, all that good stuff. Got on a flight, landed in Oklahoma City. Had to get the rental. It was like, man, I, this stuff has to go quick because if we're if we're off by a minute, like we are going to be late to this thing. <clears throat> Got to the hotel. Hotel was a comp, super accommodating. Um, they were like, oh yeah, you're the people we've been waiting for. Like they let us in sh- straight in, no hesitation, no issues with us having come in a day later than we were supposed to. None of that. Uh, got to the room. Got the shower. Got changed. 
got back in the rental, had to figure out where this center convention center was, drove over there. When we got there, they were just entering an intermission for lunch. So like all the people that were like paying people were getting in line to eat. And the lady that was running it was like, watch this. And like took us to the front of the line. It was like, hey, let them eat first. I was like, oh, snap. So I was like, all right, <laughs> VIP treatment. I was like, I'm to do this. Uh, so we got the food, got to eat, sat down. And it was cool. It was a little older lady, older black lady, kind of remind me of my grandma, uh, asking me questions before we went out and uh, about what was going on. Because, you know, they, they're running these, they're, these businesses and Medicare is changing how they got to get paid, basically. Yeah. Um, so she was like, what's going on? Like, how is this going to work? Like, how is this going to affect me? Blah, blah, blah. So I just had like the one-on-one with her to break it down. And she was like, oh, that, that, that makes a lot of more sense. I feel so much better already. So like before I went up, I had that little conversation. I was like, all right, this might not go terribly. And uh, it didn't. It was fine. Um, but yeah, so then we spoke Wednesday. I think we went out to eat downtown. Our first time getting to relax since like Sunday. Came back on Thursday. And um, yeah, uh, I, I, I really haven't rested. I had to get up Friday and work a couple hours just because I had some stuff that I didn't do because I was out the entire week. Uh, technically, when you travel like that, you're supposed to count that towards your hours. So I had worked over 40 hours, but it is what it is. And then yesterday I went to Augusta um, and got back late, which is why we're recording on Monday instead of right. instead of Sunday. Um, Augusta is like an hour and a half away, so not as bad as Charleston, but it is what it is. I don't have to travel to speak again till Augusta, Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half from here. And of the four directions that I can go in South Carolina to get to a city somewhere, like Charlotte, Charleston, Greenville, Augusta, that's probably the, the easiest drive as far as like not being boring to put me to sleep and uh, not having like crazy roads and stuff like that. Okay. So, the rest of those drives are not fun, especially at night. Hmm. But yeah, I, I'm so tired. I am... Um, uh, couple of those nights, I only got like a couple hours of sleep. I had to get up and be in front of people and stuff. So I think my voice is still kind of raw. But it is what it is. It's, they paid me to do this stuff. I ain't had to do that much of it in two years. So I guess they're getting they, they cashing out now. Yeah, you've been at home for a minute working from home. So. I'm saying. They, they saying it's time to earn that paycheck, brother. They're not playing around. I got two more engagements next month that I know of and potentially more, but we'll see. So, um, I have been looking for a new job myself. Mm. I was at work earlier on indeed. That's how you know it's real. <laughs> uh, and I was like, huh? Were you at least in the break room? Nah, I was on the clock. On the clock, on the floor, working on Indeed. Like, so anyway, um, and it was early in the morning. It was like, oh, damn, you clocked in and immediately got on Indeed. It was like seven, seven in the morning. Damn. Maybe seven, eight a.m. in the morning. So I um, I was looking up stuff. I was like, look, I, I got to find something. And my girlfriend had mentioned recently, she was like, why well, you don't try a call center job? You could do that. I said, you know what? I get to sit down. Uh, why not? I go. I searched up call center. Right. And the first thing that came up 
was emergency dispatcher for MVA, paying fifty thousand a year. Benefits. Yeah, everything. Benefits, full time, all that. So I said, you know what? Let me apply. Okay. And I know my cousin has experience in that. And I screenshot it. I said, is this worth it? And he said, I run that department. I run that division. Give me a call. <laughs> Black nepotism. <laughs> we out here. <laughs> no, he said, you working? I said, yeah, but I'm going to step outside for a minute. <laughs> so I stepped outside. We talked. Um, uh, they sent me a link. I have to do this like know how a job actually to do a test answer these right. questions right i have to do that then he said to let him know when i'm done and he can help me with the interview portion and stuff so we'll see how it goes hopefully it it, it goes well i'm gonna just do what i have to do and see how it goes from there because when i start getting optimistic about shit it falls through so that's good <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna just do what I gotta do. If I come on here one week and I'm just like, "Hey, y'all, we up, we up, you know, <laughs> we up," then, then, then you know, I got it. But fingers crossed for that. Um, it's been a long week for us, but it's been a slow week in terms of Dallas Mavericks news. Uh, winding down to that portion of the off season where things are going slow. Uh, I know this isn't the outside the NBA podcast for the patrons, but uh, Kelly Oubre is expected to sign with the Philadelphia 76. It's real fucked up that that news came out two days after we did the goddamn podcast. But um, there's that. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's a good fit? I don't. <clears throat> it's an interesting choice, um, but I do know Tobias Harris is expiring, so uh, and they may be looking to do some trades at some point. So, or at least with James Harden, they're trying to do a potential trade yeah. and they may need to include Tobias or whatever they're trying to do. I don't know what the hell they're trying to do, but it gives them another body in that, in that mix. I don't see him adding anything that they need particularly. Yeah. And they're probably, in my opinion, were better options for him as far as like what he does and does well. But I mean, we knew he was going to end up on a, a contender. Yeah. And so, I mean, it is what it is. I like the Miami Heat fit more, but uh, yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm just glad he landed somewhere um, yeah. on a prove it deal. I don't know how much he's going to be able to prove <clears throat> in Philadelphia, to be quite honest, especially considering like how long is James Harden going to be there? Is James Harden going to be there at the start of the season? That's tough. And even still, when James Harden is gone, they got Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid. I don't know. It's just I don't like the fit for him, but hopefully it works out for him. Hopefully it works out for the Sixers. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some not necessarily Mavs-related content, but a former Mav was in the news this week. Uh, former Mavericks center by the name of Willie Cauley-Stein, who is now playing in Europe. And he was in the news for saying that he chose to play in Europe because, for lack of a better term, the play style is better. It's not just isolation ball. The ball is moved around more. 
or to quote him, I choose to come to Europe because of the more tactical way of playing. Now, I have an NBC Sports article open on his statement, right? Okay. These are the first words in the article. Can't make this up. Willie Cauley-Stein did not set foot on an NBA court last season. He didn't. He was invited by the Rockets to training camp. He was waived before the season started, then spent much of the year in the G League. He signed two 10-day contracts with Houston and finished the season on on their active roster. He is headed to Italy this season and will be playing for, I'm not going to (laughs) even try to pronounce that name. Sir, we're not going to spend too much time on this. I just, I just <laughs> had to mention. I just had to mention this. You have hands like Kwame Brown. You look terrible in pick and rolls with Luka Doncic. It's okay to say you weren't that good. It's okay to say, hey, the league ain't for me. Or, hey, I got to come over here, figure some things out, then maybe I can come back to the league. But saying that you're going to Europe, and granted. His statement is not false. No. His statement is not false. EuroLeague, their style of play is more team-oriented than the NBA, where it's more ISO. But that's not why you went. Right. Because nine times out of ten, you're not going to get the ball over there either because you can't fucking catch it. What did you think when you first saw that statement? I thought it was goofy because, like, as you said, it... This is not why you're going over there. <clears throat> you're not turning down NBA offers to go over there. Now, if you want to say you like that style of play, fine. If you want to say that this, you notice that this is the style of play and that's a difference and that's good for you, fantastic. But we ain't got to sit here and pretend that you're making a conscious decision based on that specifically. That's That's, come on, man. Like you, you brought unnecessary attention to yourself. Even to say, <clears throat> I'm signing in Italy. I'm excited about it because I think that this is the style of play, or I, I think the style of play could be better for me. But it's just the wording of it is what makes it weird. It's I understand like he wants to feel like he has control over his his, his situation here, but that's just not the reality of the situation, and nobody believes that. I don't even think your wife believes that. <laughs> that's that's a random shot for 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 no reason. I don't know if he married his woman. I, um, I know he got a woman. <clears throat> I ain't gonna listen to a motherfucker that changed his middle name to Trill. So I think we should leave it at that. This ain't gonna be too long. Three ad breaks. Don't forget. We, we damn. We do got three ad breaks. I know where I'll put them. The first one is gonna go right here. We'll be back with our Q&A session after these messages. Amplify your sports passion with Bet Online. Bet on your favorite teams and sporting events to make every moment even more exciting. The NFL season is basically underway and there's a lot of money waiting for you to win. What better way to enjoy some Sunday night football than to have some stake in the game with Bet Online? Not comfortable placing bets before games? That's cool. You can take advantage of live in play betting for any game. Watching the New York Jets? 
second quarter going into halftime. Aaron Rodgers only has 130 passing yards, and you're thinking maybe, just maybe, he can hit 350. If you like the lines on it, place the bet during the live game and cash out if he hits even before the game is over. The live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites quickly and easily and in real time. Find live lines for all major sporting events, including NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, and soccer, along with a wide variety of promotions, including welcome bonus, reload bonuses, free bets, and contests. Claim your welcome bonus and get started with a bang. Register today and grab your exclusive welcome bonus to start your sportsbook betting journey. Go to the link in the show notes to receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit up to $1,000. All right, y'all, we are back now. I don't think we've done one all offseason, but it's now time for our Q&A session. This was kind of last minute, so we won't be getting as many questions as we usually get, which honestly is a blessing because we will be here all night with the way y'all be pelting us with questions. Um, eventually we'll do another Q and a session, which, you know, y'all have more time to send questions in, but for now, this is a last minute thing, but of course, patrons get first priority on questions. And that also means when we do our regular Q and a sessions and we have 20 something questions, if we don't get to all of them, the patrons will get priority regardless of the tier, $3 tier, $5 tier, $10, $20, or $50. If you're the 50, you get priority over everybody else, so on and so forth. So first quote-unquote patron question, because it was asked on Twitter, but this is a $50 patron. I believe that's the Hall of Fame tier. Shout out to Brian Guzman. At B. Guzman. Oh, damn. I don't know how to pronounce that, brother. Really? <clears throat> Let's see. Is it on? Did he replace Cyprian? Like, say what? C I P R I A N. Huh? Yeah, sound right. Okay. B. Guzman Cyprian. If it's wrong, correct me. I know you will because I know you're going to be listening. He asked, what team do you see having to make a drastic change midseason, similar to the Lakers last season in the 2018 Cavs? Going, okay, answering this question, I'm going to consider teams, like off the top of my head, I would say, hmm, I could see the Bucks due to injuries, but the Bucks don't make drastic changes like that. They're trying to do something before the season. Hmm. Mid-season, though, I don't see them doing that. Right, unless they just can't get anything done before the season. Usually I would say Miami, but recently Pat Riley didn't sleep at trade deadline. Um, I was going to say Philly. It just feels I, like they're in a weird spot. Philly is a good one, especially depending on the James Harden right. situation. Um. Hmm. Let me see. I need to visually see the team. Looking at every team. 
like I'm considering only contender types. That's what I'm considering because because anybody else could do anything, whatever. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense for a team that's like not a contender to try to drastically do something. Like I can't see Boston doing it. Uh, Cleveland, they're too young. I have one. Yeah. Brooklyn. Are they a contender type? Here's my thing. I think sometime during the season, if there's some kind of disgruntled star or superstar, Brooklyn, that's when Brooklyn probably cashes in. And tries to become a contender? And tries to, yeah. Okay. I considered them initially, and then I was like, eh, I don't know if they're good enough for me to do it, but I can see that. Because if I'm looking at the Western Conference. What about Chicago? Their drastic change would be more so to rebuild. Right. To break it all down. Right. Um, But he didn't specifically say what kind of drastic change so that that works. Yeah. Um, I don't see the Nuggets doing it. I don't see Memphis doing it. Sacramento, Phoenix. Don't see the Clippers doing it. Golden State, no. Don't see Golden State doing it. Don't see Lakers the, could. the Lakers could do it again. It's a LeBron yeah. team. Got a bunch of young players. Yeah. Um, I don't see Minnesota doing it unless they're trading cat. Miami obviously could do it. Miami <laughs> could do it. Um, I don't somebody, see OKC doing decides it. Besides the like Tyler Hero. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's about. Um this is tough. I don't think the Wolves will do it. Could it be us? I don't think so. It actually it could be uh, just because we have so many young guys all of a sudden. I mean, this isn't a contender, but if another star come, becomes available, like a big a star, big, yeah, I could see the Mavs getting involved. Toronto, does that count? Because we are not a contender. The shop is Siakam, allegedly. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna stick with Brooklyn as my pick. Philly's mine. I'm a. I'm a stick with Brooklyn. I'm gonna stick with Philly. Um, maybe a Zach Levine becomes available at the trade deadline. Um, Siakam becomes available at the trade deadline. Uh, who else? I'm just looking like realistic options. Cat. Cat. Becomes available at the trade deadline. Zion? I doubt it. Brandon Ingram would be available before Zion would. I don't know. They love B.I. Do they really? Yeah. Do B.I. love it there? The city love him more than Zion. Wait till they see Zion hoop again. That shit gonna change. They tired of waiting. They tired of waiting for sure. I know that much. Uh, motherfuckers getting injured. My parlay is getting fucked up. I came up yesterday though, so I'm good. I can see. Yeah, I, I keep thinking like Cleveland might do something weird. I was thinking Cleveland, but I'm like, what? What would they really do? Jared Allen trade. I would hope not. That was the rumor. I, it didn't make sense to me, but that's the rumor. It, it don't really make sense sense to me. I don't. For what? For Evan Mobley to play center? I don't. Feels like a disastrous move in my opinion, but you know, I'm kind of biased toward bigs. So yeah, I understand that. 
So you're sticking with the Sixers as your answer. Yeah, I'm going with Philly. I'm going with Brooklyn. So next patron question. Isaac Isaac Appel, right? Yes, I got it right. Proud of myself. He asked on Patreon, are y'all coming down for the championship parade in June? You got the wrong bibs. I'm gonna be honest. I can't I, I can't I can't come down to a city that quick. Like <laughs> I don't know. You got that uh you sitting down on your cheeks making that may I have your emergency money? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. He said, real question. What does a successful season look like for Luca and Kyrie? Stat predictions. How they play off each other, etc. I'll let you lead off with this one. I'm gonna say 50 points, 15 assists. Combined stats, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> 50 points, 15 assists, 12, 13 rebounds. Like <clears throat> Combined stats, did he say something about the team record? Uh, he didn't say team record, but those were, like, he just said, et cetera. You didn't have to give those specific examples, but. But I think they play, I don't have a problem with how they play off each other. I think they pretty much already figured that out. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just a matter of how everything else fits around them that, that matters, especially on defense. I mean, I hate to be the dead horse, but obviously Luka is going to have to play more off ball. Kyrie is one of the best isolation players in the game. Um, Kyrie is very good at playing off ball. We've seen that. I don't want him just sitting in the corner. Can we get some off ball screens for him? Some actions going for him. Some plays run for Kyrie. Um, some plays run for Luca. I would love to see some Kyrie and Luca pick and roll. Like I know Luca ain't gonna set a whole lot of picks. It ain't got to be pick and roll. Set the pick. Luca post up on the mismatch. If you get the switch, nine times out of ten, you're getting the switch in a 2023 NBA. We saw Luca kill motherfuckers in the post for the last two seasons. You either going double or you're going to let them score. If you double, somebody's open. And nine times out of ten, if it's a two-man action and they're on the same side, somebody come down for the dead, kick it to Kyrie. Let them cook from there. But as far as stats goes, it's the, the first time I don't think KP averaged over twenty points per. Did he average twenty points per game this year? No, KP like when he was with Luke. he was here. Yeah, or in Dallas. Yeah, I think so. Like exactly twenty points, not over twenty years. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm looking forward to Kyrie averaging around like twenty-two, twenty. I was gonna say like twenty-four, twenty-five. That's why I said fifty total because I'm not sure. What the scoring distribution is going to look like between the two, like 27 23, 26 24. Like, I don't, I think it'll be close though. I think it'll be around like 28 25. Okay. Well, actually, you're right. Cause, um, who else is scoring? Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, Tim well, probably going to score around up. like 12 points per game. Josh Green will probably score around eight to 10. Grant Williams might score around 8 to 10. I was about to say, that would be in the same range, in my opinion. Chris Olave, I love that boy. 
Let's see. Porzingis averaged 20, 20, 19 in Dallas. So every year? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Assist. I think Kyrie can average 25, 5, and 5. I'm looking forward to the shooting percentages, though. We get a 50, 40, 90 dude on this team with Luka. That's going to be nice. Yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't be close. I mean, he did it in New York with uh, in Brooklyn, to be specific. He was 51, 39, 95 in Dallas last year after the trade. So close did, enough for me. Damn near did it last year in Dallas. I'm counting it. I don't give a fuck. And that's with them figuring each other out for a few games. Yeah. So a full season, man. Um, I think Luca can get to 50. Luca give me 50, 35. Here's why I don't think Luca can get to 50. 77? We working with something. Here's why I don't think Luca can get to 50. He was at 49.6 last year. Okay, maybe he can get to 50. But <laughs> I just don't expect it because of the quality of his three-point shots. He actually somehow took less. three. Last year was the second least amount of threes he took per game. I would love to see that number continue to go down. I would love to see that number continue. It's not even the number going down. It's the quality of shots. Oh, no, I hear you. I, yeah. I like, I don't have an issue with the amount of shots he takes. I have the issue with the quality of most of those shots, and we know what the quality is. Like mid-range, six, is six seven seconds into the shot clock, and he's taking a step back three, just like a heat check. Yeah, like make sure y'all know I can do this. Three. Sometimes it's well timed, and other times it's not. Other times it comes out of desperation. So, um, or laziness. Or laziness, or the fact that no one else is doing shit. So, yeah, I would, I, I would love to. If the, if it goes down, if the number going down results in the quality being better, then I'm all for that. But so last year he took more shots than he did the previous year, but less threes. Yeah, I would love to see him get into the inside more, mid range, whatever floaters, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, I love him in that mid-range game. I think he's developed a really nice mid-range game. So, like you said, the floaters, I, I would love to see more to post up. Um, but as far as a successful season between those two, I would love to see a 25 and 28 between those two. Uh, having another playmaker on the team. Obviously, we had that with Spencer Dinwiddie in a way. Right. But I think... I mean, obviously, there's more to playmaking than passing. Kyrie's a better playmaker than Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, and he's going to draw more attention than Spencer Dinwiddie. And having someone like that who can dominate the ball next to Luka, as opposed to a guy like KP, who, for lack of a better terms, was really just spotting up for the most part. But he's seven foot fucking two, seven foot three. So you got to respect it. Um, I would say my final answer is saying a 28 and 25 season from those two okay record and team success aside just talking about those two guys right uh what would you say your final answer is i'm sticking by my 50 
15. 13. I was about to say the rebound's 13, right? Yeah. Okay, so like eight for Luca, five for Kyrie or Yeah, something like that. Nine for Luca. Nine nine for okay. something like that. Nine and a half, four and a half, you know. Okay. Um yeah, that's my floor for them. I, I need them to be at those numbers or higher. Okay. Next question. Yeah. <clears throat> Comes from Jennifer G on Twitter. Your thoughts, I'm 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 guessing this says it must have been like a typo or something. Your thoughts, I'm assuming it means on the Mavs roster. You wanna go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um Damn, I was going to put that bet in. That's crazy. Um, my thoughts on the Mavs roster, I do believe we made some improvements. Roster's not perfect. Um, do I still think we have holes to fill? Yes, but they're not as big as they were, except for the center position. I still, obviously, we have a nice rotation, a decent rotation, a rotation better than we had before. It all depends on how Derek Lively looks rookie year. No pressure. Um, but in addition, like Grant Williams, having a bona fide shooter like Seth Curry, adding a potential rim protector like Derek Lively, um, pick and roll man like Rashawn Holmes, Another big guard off of the bench like Dante Exum, who honestly I don't think is going to see a lot of time, but I disagree. He's there. Like we have him if we need him. Yeah. Um, the roster is okay. I still don't think we're a contending roster. Honestly, um, looking at the Western Conference, I still don't think we're a contending roster. We still could very much be a playing team. That's very possible. Um, so while I do think they made improvements and I commend them for that, there's still work to be done, but I think you see what we have with this team so far and continue to fill the holes accordingly. Okay. Yeah. I think that, um, we did a good job improving our mid-level depth, but not didn't do anything for our top level. Yeah. Our top level has stayed the same. We got deeper in the middle. <clears throat> we got some more. I don't want to keep saying mid because it sounds like I'm calling everybody mid, but that's pretty much. We got more mid than trash at the, at the end of the bench. Um, I, you good, brother? Yeah, it was. Yeah, you good? You sure you don't need a minute? No, I'm good. All right, you don't look like you're good, but I'm good. We need you throwing up on the camera, like. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like Grant Williams, uh, Seth Curry, we know those guys can play basketball. Like, it's not like we got a bunch of projects that we just added, like we've done in the past. Yeah, uh, we know what they do, bare minimum. Grant, you're hoping he can take a little bit of a step forward. Uh, we're getting, we're hoping Josh Green could take a little bit of a step forward. We're hoping our rookies can contribute right away in some way. And if it, all those th things happen, then you know maybe it looks better than a play, and maybe it's five, six seed. But yeah, right now, as far as what we can bank on, it's hard to be overly optimistic about the roster. 
Um, Luke and Kyrie are going to do what they do, but what are the rest of those guys going to do? Plus, you gave Jason Kidd options, and Jason Kidd with options, in my opinion, is not 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 something I'm trying to see. Really, They're, he's going to be shuffling guys in and out. He's not going to play the right guys in the right times. And I'm going to be on the timeline loud and pissed, and y'all are going to hate it. Or not y'all, if y'all listening to this podcast, y'all probably like that. But people are going to be pissed on the timeline. You don't know what you're talking about. You probably never played competitive sports in your life. You know, this how to how it go. But, um, yeah, I'm, the, like the big man situation is the most tricky, in my opinion, because I don't know what the hell Jason Kidd is capable of. Is Dwight Powell going to get the minutes because he's just been here forever? He know the playbook. He know the manual and all that. Is Rashawn Holmes going to get the minutes because he's we need a scoring punch? Or is he going to get the Christian Wood treatment? Uh, is Lively going to get minutes because he's the, the rim protector in the group? Or is he going to get treated like a baby, sent down to Frisco, whatever? I don't know. Same thing with the, the, the three-guard spot. Three-guard, I guess. The three-man spot. Josh Green, is he going to get the minutes? Is Tim Hardaway Jr. going to get the minutes? Is Exum going to get minutes at the three? Like, I don't know what Jason Kidd is going to do. So way too many options. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I expect a lot of shuffling around Luca and Kyrie as the season goes. A lot of, you know, we're, we're going to try some things out. We're going to try. Hold up. Oh, you know, my God. We're going to try some things out. We're going to try it out. Guys, it's just the beginning of the season. It's just the beginning of the season. You guys want us to have all the answers on day one. We're not going to have the answers. We're not going to have the answers. I'm just watching like y'all. All right. You said you wanted to see Derek Lively. Now you see why Derek Lively's not playing. I put him in for two minutes and Embiid cooked him. All right. He wouldn't have said that, but that's what he no. would have talked about. He's <laughs> like, yes, we're, we're not shocked to see Embiid cook Derek Lively. That's not evidence that Derek Lively should not get minutes. Anyway. That's the type of stuff you're going to see this season. So buckle up, Buttercup. Um, You make very good points. I'm just, I, I'm not, I'm not prepared for the experiments, man. It's going to piss me. It's going to be annoying. As, it's going to be, it it's going to be very annoying, honestly. Uh, and it's going to happen so much in the beginning of the season. And it's going to be annoying because everyone watching is going to be like, yo, this is the lineup. This is the clear lineup. Why are we experimenting when right in front of you, we have the lineup that we clearly see is working? I'm prepared for that. It is what it is. Next question. Oh, wait. Okay. <clears throat> As far. Hold up. Okay. How? Okay. I'm pretty sure this means how far. But it. how far do you see the Mavs going this year? Um, to be honest, I think the ceiling is the Western Conference Finals. But I'm expecting... Maybe a first round exit. <laughs> the the thing about it is, 
<clears throat> once you get in a playoff series, Luca and Kyrie can just win games by themselves. Yeah. yeah. If the and if the, if the rest of the team is playing defense. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So while I do think they'll end up around the six seed, do if it's the Kings at the three, do do we fear that? Nah. Nah. You know, so that's that's kind of where it falls for me. Like, I'm not going to necessarily be say it was a failure of a season if we're a first round exit, but with Luca and Kyrie on the court, them going on a run, like you said, Western Conference Finals would not surprise me, depending on how the matchups line up. Yeah. So if I had to put money up, put cash up, first round. First round, yeah. But I'm sorry, I also didn't shout out who asked that question. It was Tyler Smith Fraud at Tyler Smith Fraud. Um, he also pulled a Rolo and asked a second question in a separate tweet. Oh, okay. Um, top three most underrated movies. Mm, do we want to do rapid fire or we want to take turn? I mean, we want to do three total or three each? Three each. All right, I got one off the dome. Okay. Nice guys, son of a bitch. That's I'm looking at. That was gonna be one of mine. Looking at the post, you you were gonna say it though. I don't know why that movie doesn't. I mean, it's getting love like in a cult classic type of way. Yeah, but it should have gotten the love that it deserves so we could get a sequel because it was fire. I have one off the dome. Okay, Cabin in the Woods. Okay, that's kind of a cult classic too. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods is really good. Um. I remember I watched that movie. I can't remember if I saw a trailer for it, but I ended up watching it like at home on like Stars, Cinemax, whatever it was on. And I was like, I didn't know what I was getting into. I thought I was expecting like a legit horror cabin in the woods type of thing. And what I got was something spectacular. Mm-hmm. I'm not even it. it's old. It came out in like 2013, but I'm not even going to spoil it. Like. Yeah, you can't do that. Can't I, do that. I, I'm, if I spoil it, there's no point in you watching the movie, to be quite honest. So, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, man. I'm going to pull up my old list just to make sure there's not something recent I want to mention. Yeah, that's true. Let me pull up my list from last year. Um, I feel like nobody talked about... I know it was nominated for the Oscar. But I feel like nobody talked about All Quiet on the Western Front last year. I didn't see it. I, as far as like, and maybe it's because I, I like war movies, but as far as war movies go, it was artistically one of the best I've seen in a long time. Um, just the, the way they laid the story out worked for me in a real way, like taking it back to kids signing up for the war type of thing or kids like excitedly signing up for the war and then watching them deteriorate as things go on and then the storyline that ends up developing between one two of the characters um and how it plays out by the end and like it starts with hmm, it starts with it starts in the trenches and you see a guy like basically trying not to get shot he gets shot Somebody comes into the trench, is like going, like taking the tags off of people's uniforms and stuff. And then you see like a pile of uniforms 
or you see they're taking the uniforms off the people. You see a pile of uniforms, they wash them and then take the tags off of them, like the name tag, and then they put a new name tag on it after they're clean. And then you see like our kid get his uniform and it's the uniform of the guy that got shot at the beginning and there's like a bullet hole in it, but it's been like patched up. Like they got ladies patching up all the bullet holes in them and reusing the uniforms. Like, damn, like that's how it was out there. Like we can't just waste the fabric. We got to reuse that. Mm-hmm. And like, you see the guy, like he was already like in that zone where he's been traumatized by the war before he died. And then you see his uniform get put on by the kid. Like, y'all man, look at my uniform, bro. Like that type of thing. And then you see him like slowly get beat down by the war. My second one is from last year, Violent Night. I almost said that. I really like, I can't wait to watch that movie again come Christmas time. I cannot wait. I really like that movie. I wish more people saw it. Um, Good choice. Yeah. Violent Night for sure. Like Christmas time comes around. Please watch that movie. Please watch that movie. Um, it's John Wick at Santa Claus, basically. Right. Damn right, so it. I got, I got my last one. I'm going to go horror. And it took me a second to appreciate this one. Um, The Night House. The trailer looked like it was going to be interesting, but when I actually watched it and could comprehend what I watched, because I had to think about it. I think Tyler had said something that made me like rethink how I saw it. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. It's a psycholo- It's a horror movie. It has the, all the horror movie stuff, but there's like a psychological thriller element underneath that you have to kind of pay attention to as well. Hmm. Um, I think it got slept on. Okay. Um, Man, a third one for me. It's tough. It's so hard for me to think because, like, I didn't really start going to the movie so consistently for the last few years. So everything before that is like shit I watched at home or shit I saw when I was young. And I'm just like, what the fuck did I see? I guess I could think of something else recent. I'm going to just throw an easy one out there. Um, the Black. The Black in it? Okay. Black in it. Because uh, I still don't feel like enough people saw that movie. Yeah, I mentioned it. I tweeted about it yesterday when uh, somebody was asking for best horror comedies. No, actually, I got another one. Ford versus Ferrari. I never watched it. Fantastic fucking movie. I love. Love, love, love that movie. The year it came out, it was my favorite film. I believe it came out in 2019. Um, let me check just in case. I know it wasn't 2020, but sure. So it had to be 2019. It was around that time. It was before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yes, 2019. Ford versus Ferrari. Um, I watched this while I was on my cruise. Uh, they had it playing on TV, sat in the bed and watched it the whole time. Like, anytime it's on TV, I'm locked in. It's a uh, lot movie, ain't it? Yeah, it's, I think, two hours and 20 minutes or something like that. Okay. I remember, like, I wanted to see it, but the, the time frame I had and then how long it was wasn't going to work for my schedule. Yeah. But the one time I was like, ah, I'll fold and go watch it. But 
anytime you get a chance and you get to watch it at home, check it out. Definitely. I think you'll like it. I still want to, like, you know, I try to do 100 movies from every year and I still have it on my list for that particular year. Mm -hmm. Christian Bale, Matt Damon. Amazing in that film. Uh, So, yeah, those would be my three. Uh, Cabin in the Woods, Violent Night, and Ford versus Ferrari. Next question. Thank you for that question. Yeah, break. Uh, let's see how many we got left first. All right. Yeah, let's go to our ad break. Right. We'll be back with some more question questions, plural, after these messages. Three years ago, I picked up a mic for the first time and started my podcasting journey. Since then, I've tried a lot of different softwares and distribution services, but I finally landed on Zencaster and I couldn't be happier. It's so easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. I can log into my browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. You get studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen. See what they did there? Knowing that Zencaster's multi-layer backups ensure that you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Zencaster is an all-in-one service as well. And one thing you'll learn about podcasting is that you need a lot of different tools and services to put out a professional podcast. With Zencaster, those days are over. Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform allows you to create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code MAVSOUTSIDERS and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. You can also hit the link in the show notes. All right, back to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's knock out the rest of these questions. We got about six left. We still got another ad break left. Guess I'll do an ad break after we finish the questions before we close it all out. Um, Next question comes from Taco Loaf at Taco underscore Loaf. Did the Mavs do enough to solve their rebounding issue? Anything you are looking forward to in training camp slash media day? To answer that first question, no, I don't think they did. Um, Dwight Powell's not a good rebounder. Rashawn Holmes isn't really known for his rebounding, not really a great rebounder. And I don't think Derek Lively is a great rebounder either. I mean, he's a rim protector. That helps. But rebounding, no. I don't think... We did much to help with rebounding and Grant Williams being our six foot six power forward does not help. So um, I think our rebounding still sucks as to answer that outright. Um, anything I'm looking forward to at training camp media day? Honestly, no. Uh, you didn't say anything that I disagree with. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried to think right now of anybody I want to hear from. No, no, 
the ones that I would want to hear from have been very loud already. Yeah, I mean, one way or another, Josh had a whole Josh Green had a whole sit down interview. Grant Williams is on every podcast. Motherfucker doing a media tour. Like, can't, can't do more than that. He doing a media tour like he just signed a max contract or something. Like, all right. <clears throat> Appreciate the question. Next comes from the home comes from the homie Coops at Coops. So the double triple underscore. Realistic. Final thoughts and opinions about the Mavs as we approach training camp. Do you see them acquiring a five by years end? Will both Josh Green and Jaden Hardy be on the team by season's end? Um, feel like we kind of gave our opinions on the team in a previous question uh, when it asked if we, uh, what was it? God damn it. Yeah, our thoughts on the Mavs roster. Um, I'll let, let you handle the second half. He asked, do you see them acquiring a five by years end? And will Josh and Jaden both be on the team by season's end? I definitely expect some some sort of consolidation as far as the center is concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I expect some experimentation to see if Holmes fits into what we want to do. And if not, then he's definitely not long for this team. Yeah. Uh, I expect Tim Hardaway Jr. is also going to get shopped. How does that affect the team? That's a good question. Uh, Josh and Jaden, I also think could easily be traded just depends on what comes along i don't think they're married to keeping either of them at this point i mean i'm not gonna say married uh i know they're hesitant to like it would have to be a star but yeah i think they do it for a star <clears throat> for either one <clears throat> um i personally don't see a star coming during the season so i don't see Jaden or uh josh leaving I do think they'll be shopping around for a center, especially if, you know, Derek Lively clearly needs some development still and the Rashawn Holmes project isn't working out, cannot go back into the playoffs or attempt to make the playoffs with the white powers, our main center again. Um, even in, I told you I'm with the Mavs on my career. Even in my career, we traded Tim Hardaway Jr. for Clint Capella. Like, the CPU did that. Like, we got to go get somebody. I'm not saying Clint Capella is going to lead us to the fucking promised land. He's not that great. But it's an upgrade for damn sure. Um, I think the chances of us acquiring a five is much higher than Josh and Jaden not being on the team at the end of the season. I fully expect them to be on the team. Um, Appreciate the question, Coops. Next question comes from... I wonder if that says what I think it says. At Genosis, but it's spelled G-N-O-S-Y-S. Possibly. Genesis. I like mine better. Right. <laughs> Who will be the Mavs starting center at opening night? When do you expect Lively to earn it by? Should I say it? Or do you want to say the second part or first? The first part. Do you want to say it? Uh, I got no desire to say it. It's going to be Dwight Powell, y'all. It's going to be Dwight Powell, y'all. <laughs> I just want y'all to be prepared. There's not a doubt in my mind. Dwight Powell will start at center to begin the season. 
How long it'll last, I don't know. Remember, he didn't start last season. JaVale McGee was just ass, so they really didn't have a choice. But it's going to be Dwight Powell. If it's not, I'm going to be shocked. I don't see them starting Rashawn Holmes. I, I just don't. I don't see them throwing Derek Lively into the fire. I just don't. Holmes would have to literally would have to really body Dwight Powell in practice. Yeah, training camp he would have to look amazing. Like no mistakes, finishing preseason stops. Yeah, yeah I don't see. I don't see that. I just don't see it happening. When do you expect Lively to turn it by? Um. Well, we have to consider we're talking about Jason Kidd, which means the normal amount of time it would take for him to earn it, we have to double that. So, so next fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would say earliest. Trying, hold up. We're trying to win a championship, guys. We can't. I know he he he's been good in flashes, but then then you put him out there. And then he has a rough game, and now I got to pull him. And that's not good for a young guy's confidence. So he's going to continue to come off the bench and, you know, just enjoy that he's playing. He's getting the minutes he's getting. I don't know why you guys get so obsessed with who starts. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He is, he's playing He's playing well, and we'll bring him along in the time that we want to. Twitter thinks they're the coaches. They're not. I am. All right, go ahead. Earliest is February. Normally, I would say December. Earliest is February. All right. Because uh, Jason Kidd is a fucking idiot. Next question. <clears throat> Comes from Bergs at Bergs Mavs. That's three Zs. When you look at our roster talent-wise... How do you think it stacks up to the other team? Stacks up with other teams. According to 2K, I know it's not a valid source. We have the sixth worst, worst roster in the hey. NBA. After Luca and Kyrie, there's a Grand Canyon size drop off. That Aiton fumble is unforgivable. So, his main question is when you look at our roster talent wise, how do you think it stacks up with other teams? I don't want to think about that too much. I don't want to think about that too much either, but that is part of the reason why I said first round exit. <clears throat> because while we don't look at the Kings and think they scare us, they got more chemistry than we do. I don't know, man. I see. Do we have a better roster than the Nuggets? No. Do we have a better roster than the Suns? No. Better roster than the Kings? What you think? No. Better roster than the Clippers? No. Better roster than the Lakers? No. That's five already. Better roster than the Timberwolves? No. <laughs> Better roster than the Grizzlies? No. Uh, who's next? Who am I forgetting? 
I mean, I can give you some bottom teams. Better roster than the Warriors? No. Pelicans? No. That's nine. Thunder? Yes. Yes. We got a better roster than the we have a better roster than the bottom teams at the Western Conference when we have two superstars like that. We are banking on somebody stepping up, somebody yeah. doing something they've never done. More than one person, honestly. Right. That Probably. That's Josh, the case scenario. Josh and Grant are, are the guys who, yeah. Those are the guys we need to. One of them becomes a fifteen point a game guy. We're talking about a whole nother story. Facts. Just one. Both of them become fifteen point a game guys. We cooking with grease. We cooking with fucking hot grease. And I don't. Josh. For Josh, it just takes the confidence. Even if Josh goes to fifteen and Grant goes to thirteen. Right. That's the Tim stays at like twelve. Yeah. I'm just saying that, but that's been a little bit too optimistic. I mean, that's been a little bit too, uh, wishful thinking. Okay. I, I don't want to say a word. Um, <clears throat> we got two questions left. This one comes from the Mavs no report. Huh? No commercial break or not? After this. Okay. After the last two questions. At the Mavs report, describe three current Mavs using only movie characters. What? <clears throat> That's tough. I'm looking at my posters. Movie character. Huh. White Powell is Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler. I never saw Nightcrawler. He's doing whatever it take, whatever it take behind the scenes to get get the job done. I was gonna say the White Powell is Will Smith in pursuit of happiness, doing whatever he can to keep a keep or get a job. Kyrie Irving is Malcolm X. Lucas the Patriot. Now you know who Kyrie Irving is? The uh the dude from Don't Be a Menace. Okay. The the milk of magnesia dude. Yeah. That's him. All right. So that's one. We're gonna do three combined. We ain't doing three each. Oh. Lucas Braveheart. That's a good one. Whatever it takes for his country. That's a good one. I'm a cheat here. <clears throat> Josh Green is Gohan in Dragon Ball. Okay. All the potential in the world. But the writer slash coach is holding them back. Now, granted, that's more reference to the TV show, but Gohan was in movies, so it fucking counts. 
Next. That was a very creative question. Yeah, I wish I had more time to think about it. Yeah. Uh, This next one is from Jay. Hold up. Joseph D. Saponsnovich. No, 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 hold up. Oh, Saponsnikov. Saponsnikov. Joseph D. Saponsnikov. If I'm wrong, correct me. Uh, it said, Bibbs, what can we expect when camp opens for the Mavs in a few weeks? I can chill back on this question. He asked for you specifically. What can we expect? <clears throat> a lot of excited people. Um, a lot of new faces. Fun photo shoots. Derek Jones Jr. getting asked about dunks. Uh, Grant Williams being a social media team favorite. Horny um, ass post. Uh, I expect a fun preseason. Uh, we got a lot of athletic dudes. Like, I think they're going to have fun. I think so. Um, yeah, I think I think it'll be an interesting. It'll be, everybody's going to be excited. There's a lot of young guys around, a lot of new faces, and some exciting rookies, some two first-round picks. You know, we're not used to that. So, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. A time is right around the corner, y'all. It'll be preseason before you know it. So it'll be preseason before you know it. So strap in. Buckle up. Sorry if that triggers PTSD for some of y'all. We're going to take one last ad break. We'll come back to close the show out. Here on the Mavs Outsiders Podcast, you're not going to hear a whole lot of capping going on. But today, we're making an exception. That's because we're proud to be sponsored by New Era Cap, the official headwear provider of the NFL, MLB, and NBA. When the Mavs won the title in 2011, one of the first things I did was jump online to buy championship merch. I bought two things a t-shirt with the path to the ring and the official new era cap with the Larry O'Brien trophy beside the Mavs logo. I can describe it 12 years later because that hat is just as crispy as it was the day it arrived. You too can support the Mavs in style by purchasing your own new era cap. And because we like you, we're going to give you a discount code. Shop the official headwear provider of the NBA and get 15% off when you go to neweracap.com slash Mavs Outsiders and use code Mavs Outsiders at checkout. That's 15% off your order using promo code Mavs Outsiders. You can thank us later. Some exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We want to say thank you to everybody that sent in the questions, especially with it being so last minute. We appreciate every single one of y'all. He did Oh, he stepped out of bounds. Time to bring the show back, and then you got our break. My fault. We're trying to time to close it out, bring it back. Fuck you, talking about we've been on here long enough. Um, 
like we said, we'll do another Q&A where we give y'all more of a heads up, but be on the lookout for us uh, doing the quote-unquote meet the podcasters name pending, I guess. I don't know if we're going to keep it as that. Uh, we're going doing a lot of interviews and um, collabs with not only Mavs creators, but maybe creators from other teams as well. Be on the lookout. Um, but do you have anything to say before we close this out? No, thank y'all for, for sticking with us. The off season is almost over. Ready to talk about some basketball for real. Um, <clears throat> ready to get some some guests on. I got to get back on my game. Yeah, I'm, I miss having the guests on, to be honest. I remember when we first started, it was like, yeah, we're going to do a round table every month, like three people. And that lasted like two, three months. And then things got too serious. Yeah, things got too serious. Uh, but we back to it. I think this is the perfect time to do it. So with that being said, signing off for recent bibs. This been the maps outsiders. Peace. Peace. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast.